Welcome to the world of the not-too-distant future. Get going! Go! A brutal gang is reshaping the world into their own vision of hell. And only one man can stop them. Jean-Claude Van Damme is leading the battle between good and evil. Take them out. As it's never been fought before. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And today we're talking about a movie from 1989, Cyborg, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, and nobody else of uh, no, but directed by Randy's favorite, Albert Pune. Yep, this is a post-apocalyptic movie starring Jean-Claude as he makes his way through the post-apocalyptic wasteland to bring a cyborg who hoses the cure for a disease that ended up wiping out a lot of humanity there are claims according to according to the terrible trivia on imdb that this is actually a remake of the hit manga anime fist of the north star that's not the case it is not there's no similarity between the two other than it's post-apocalyptic and somebody does martial arts that's it so jd mm -hmm. with that out of the way with that out of how the way. big of a budget do you think this film had uh i would say about half a million dollars my God, it's almost like you're reading my computer screen. <laughs> it's also that you said that before, too. This movie had a budget of half a million dollars. <laughs> and it shows because they, they actually had... Interesting history behind this is mm -hmm. that at some point, Albert Pune was to direct at back-to-back -back a sequel to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe mm -hmm. and also film... Spider-Man? Yep, because they had the Spider-Man license at the time. But because Canon was in trouble money-wise, mm -hmm. they gave the rights back to to Mattel and uh, Marvel. Yep. And that $2 million they sunk into pre-production on that, they put into this movie. Yeah, so they basically took all the stuff they had over and they used it for this movie. Because otherwise it would have cost, what, $2 million, you said? Yeah, because so that means the movie actually technically would have cost two point five. Yep. So they basically just reused stuff they already had. And um, I thought they used, reused it pretty well. If yeah, I didn't they, know about, uh, they reused the costumes from uh, He-Man fairly well. Well, yeah. here's the thing with the He-Man stuff. Uh, we might as well say it because I think we only said it once before. Is that the sequel to Master of the, of the Universe was not going to be much like the original movie. It was going to be a post-apocalyptic thing. But don't, don't forget the version where he went back to high school for some reason and was a quarterback. Yeah, that movie was going to be very strange because it didn't have a whole lot to do with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. But because that's what the story was going to be, they basically just reused that for this instead. Basically, because I think the subtitle to it in some territories is uh, He-Man, it is Masters of the Universe Cyborg. Again, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Masters of the Universe, but, you know, it is canon from that time period so now with that said how much a big of a budget do you think the not budget how much money do you think it made at the box office three million anywhere between estimated between 9.5 and 10.2 million dang they made their money back on this film van damme was definitely uh heating up at this point 
He did, before this one, we already covered Bloodsport, which was a big hit, surprise hit for them. And then he did this one, which he also had a hand in editing, just like he did with Bloodsport. Apparently there were some issues, like the film was edited by uh, Stephen, uh, sorry, Scott Stevenson and Roseanne Zingal. Mm-hmm. And then at the final stage to save the movie again, because it's mm-hmm. Albert Pune, uh he went <laughs> out and he and uh, John claude Van Damme was asked to re-edit the film a third time. Mm-hmm. And he focused more on the action and less on the drama. Yes. Which kind of shows throughout this movie. Yes, there's clearly more to the movie when you're watching it that they're not showing you, and it's obvious a lot of stuff was cut out. Uh, and it's it, and it's a little point. bit over-edited in some cases, but I'll get mm-hmm. to that later. So yeah. now, with, uh, this is the third time I've said that, with that out of the way, <laughs> yes. what's your general impressions of this film? Um, You know, I like the movie. I was actually kind of surprised when I first saw it, is that when you learn about the history behind this movie... And the time period it came out for canon, it actually holds together quite well. I mean, for a low-budget movie, it works with what it has quite well. And it, it emphasizes on the parts it should, like the action over the uh, the drama. Again, that's probably because of the editing. And it doesn't have Albert Pune's usual weakness, which is, wh- why are we going in this direction? Why are we spinning this way? Why are we not focused on anything? Because of the re-edits, I think it made it a, a sharper movie than it would have been otherwise. It's like I said when I first started watching this movie. This movie looks like a canon film from this era. Mm-hmm. Which is to say it looks kind of like it could have been a straight-to-video release, but not quite. Yeah, it had a... Probably because it reused all the the stuff that it, it already had from those other films. It looks options. cheap, okay? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there right now. This film looks cheap. Mm-hmm. Although, again, you don't really need a whole lot for the setting for this movie because it's just like forests and destroyed cities and that's pretty much the entire setting location is just destroyed locations that are either urban or out in the woods that's pretty much it those are the two locations you yeah and my just general impressions of is it was fine it was, it was a it was a watch it was enjoyable in some ways i would say at this point in time the one person that's probably keeping canon going was jean-claude van damme because after Bloodsport and this one, it's hard to, to notice that there's... Like, we, we, we just watched American Ninja 3, for instance. And then we watched the action sequences in this, and it's like, it's night and day. Yes. It's, they're, they're much better in this movie. It's not even a question. Which they should be, because they're considering they're action movies. But I don't think at this point, uh, Canada had a whole lot left in the tank. And it was obvious at this point that Van Damme was going to be going on to other things. Um, after this one, he only did two more. And then he was uh, he was gone. And then he tapped out hmm. for some high impact and double trouble. <laughs> got those, for maximum risk. You got a lot of those titles backwards, but uh, yeah. After this, JD, don't be a time cop. <laughs> after this, he went on to do stuff like he he also went on to other lower um, budget. lower budget studios. Like he did Lionheart and stuff like that. But then he finally hit a big with Hard Target in ninety. Two, I think, and after that point, he was basically in with uh, the big stuff. After that, but at this point, this was only his really his second starring role in a movie after Bloodsport, and then after this is Kickboxer. Though I will always remind you that yes, he had a cameo in Breaking. Yeah, he had a cameo in Breaking, and apparently in uh, which one did I say? Missing in Action. Yeah, apparently in Missing in Action. We obviously missed that because we would have mentioned it otherwise. But yeah, I, I agree with Randy. It's a good, 
it's a good movie because it uses its budget really well, I find. And I like how they re-edited it to make it emphasize the parts they should have over the parts they should not have. So, mm-hmm. my highlight of the film. I'm going I'm to lead off with the positivity first. I think that's a good spot for us to do now. Mm-hmm. I, I like the action overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very straightforward. It's very... It, you can very clearly see that it's like all practical. It's not... Yes. They're not doing a lot of fake-outs. Mm-hmm. Except, I'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the action was pretty well done. Uh, yeah. Directing still wasn't great, but it's Albert Pune. Well, I also want to say this is there are certain ty- times when you can tell that the direction kind of changes almost 180 degrees when the action sequences come on. And that's because of the editing. Editing and the cinematography. Because he's, the, he does like slow down sometimes or he does... Uh, Cuts that go from one person getting kicked to another person getting kicked. So it's like it's obviously being made to focus on the action, which is obviously from the editing, because I'm pretty sure that's not the way it was originally. So what's your highlight? That too as well? or I like the overall feel of the movie. Even though it's low budget, I liked how they oh, reused boy, the stuff. Low budget. I like how they reused the stuff and made it work, because it's really hard to make a low budget movie, I don't know, and not feel... I don't know, somehow inferior to a big budget movie. But what, what, what they had, I thought they did a pretty good job, especially with the action. It's it's really well done. And considering, again, they had nothing to work with, they did a good job. So my low light of the film mm-hmm. is going to be shocking. Oh, the edit, It was a little over-edited in places during the action scenes. It's... Like, you might have 20 cuts just for during a fight, but it's not just showing a thing in different angles, like the infamous Taken 3 <laughs> climbing a fence thing. No, it was just like, okay, I have too many cuts because the actual shots we had here weren't very good, so how can I make this more dynamic? Mm-hmm. So that I understand it that way, but it, it was too distracting that all the fight scenes were mm-hmm. like overly cut from whenever there was actually uh, physical fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, when, like, whenever there was actual martial arts, there was, it was, like, a lot of, like, cut, 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 slow pan, cut, 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 focus on this a little bit longer, cut, 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 cut to a different person really quickly, cut back to another person quickly, cut back, cut, 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 and just keep cutting, like, different spots. A lot of those, though, to me, seemed to happen when they were fighting with knives, and I think that's probably for that reason, is because they were knives. I think so, too, but there was a, a couple of fist fights in that same sequence mm-hmm. where the, he had a lot of the, okay, I'm suddenly cutting, even though it's an R-rated movie, I'm cutting away from when he's about to punch him in the face. Oh, I'm about, he's about to uh, pull back. He cuts back to pulling back, but then shows the punch in the face on that shot. But mm-hmm. then they cut out the, him doing this, and then it's like, okay, there's no continuity of the action. Mm. And somebody, did, if you didn't notice, somebody completely disappears. What do you mean somebody disappears? <laughs> um, in the movie, the way the movie's edited, there's one guy that he was fighting... They cut away, and then he's no longer fighting him anymore. You don't know what happened to him, and he's onto something. He's doing something else. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It was in that big long sequence in the the middle of the movie in the jungle in the uh, in that like little skyscraper thingy, whatever you want to call it, the, like the building with the the knife fights they had. Well, everybody in there either fell off the building. Yeah, or got I stabbed, know, I know. So. But there was there was literally one guy who <laughs> who editing he just literally disappeared because they they edited it wrong. <laughs> well, I guess I just assume he was killed, but. And my low light was more like, and it's going to be a bit weird saying it, but it's like some of the acting I really was distracted by. And I don't mean Van Damme either. He he was typical Van Damme. I'm talking some of the side characters were like, obviously this is the best take they had, so they had to use it. But yeah, they could have done a bit better on that end. 
And again, it's probably because they were re-editing it and they didn't have any other shots to take, but still, you know what I mean? And it's like, I have to say, the only reason Albert Pune gets work is because he can do it cheap and he can do it fast. I don't know what it is with Albert Pune because, like I said, we enjoyed that... uh, Radioactive Dreams. Radioactive Dreams was good. Uh, There was good parts in Sword and the Sorcerer and his other movies have good parts as well, but they just don't come together and... That's why I'm not interested in seeing the original version of this, the, which is Slinger, which is apparently re-edited by him in his original vision, because I, I don't think it'll be as good as this one is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be missing a lot of the uh, the better parts of it, and it's probably going to be a lot more aimless. I don't know what it is with him. He, yeah, because this movie actually ends up like the Van Damme coming back and going, okay, more focus on the action, more less on the drama, mm-hmm. really does help the flow of the movie. Like... Most times I'll say, ah, the movie felt like it dragged on. There's, a, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's not, it's not, it's not a joke, but it's more like a thing where people will just say it's like, I like movies, but I think all movies mm-hmm. should be ten minutes shorter. You know what I mean? Yeah. This movie is like, no, it's like it didn't feel like it oversays its welcome. No, it goes from point A to point B to point C, and it, it, it doesn't meander it's very much. Sharp. It's, a, it's, a, it's a tight eighty-two minutes. Yeah, it's if it would have been ten minutes longer, it would have been 10, 10 minutes too long because it was just where it needed to end, and it ended. And with that, um, might as well just go into uh, your final score on this one. Three. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally fine. It's a it's a a rainy uh, Monday afternoon in March, mm-hmm. uh, watching the ice rain coming down, having a slice of pizza type of a movie. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's really that was oddly specific, but um, yeah. it's it's a good it's a good action movie. If you if you like Van Damme movies and you have somehow skipped this one, you probably would enjoy it. I would also give it a three. It's no blood sport, but it's a it's a good watch. I I definitely yeah. Blood sport is a better film, a better edited film, mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to this one. Uh, but like I said, it's 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 a totally fine film. This isn't it's not a classic, but it's better than what we've been watching out of canon for the last couple of episodes, or even Albert Pune for that matter. <laughs> uh, technically, chronologically, it would be like uh, Radioactive Dreams would be the release wise last movie we saw of him really yeah because that's mid to late 80s that one was like 84 though wasn't it because it was before no it's like 85 because it was before he did um michael dudikoff was in american ninja and american ninja was in 85 so... uh radioactive dreams was 85 dangerously close oh yeah down twisted an alien from la yeah we also didn't get to do dangerously close which is uh one i wanted to do but can't find it anywhere so also i need to point this out for you because it makes me laugh mm-hmm. on his, it, out of his selected filmography on wikipedia they don't include journey to the center of the earth <laughs> i wouldn't either but they put alien from la because i would like to make fun of albert pune but even he wasn't wasn't uh, bad enough for that movie because that was horrific. Alan Pune's Frankenstein. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for this one. We don't have a whole lot else to say about this one. So with that said, uh, I'm JD. I'm Randy. And we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise through the Canon catalog. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Canon Films, and we're dynamite. He's on a desperate mission to rescue a cyborg who holds the secret for saving the world. Why did you help me? I don't want to see you die. From the dust of destruction 
rises the warrior of a new age. Say goodbye, my friend. Jean-Claude Van Damme has become the first hero of the 21st century. Ah!